This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And it is Tuesday night, right after the episode. It's episode two of Michelle's season. Interesting episode, nothing too crazy. Uh, before we get into the episode, let's chat about last weekend. First things first, Chicago. Love you guys. Another amazing weekend out there in Chicago. Love that city, whether it be Bourbon Street, huge success, as well as uh, Paradise Park was a good time as well. Even with the bad weather, it's kind of a little chilly, a little chilly out in Chicago this weekend, but all in all, successful weekend for sure. We met Mari for the first time. She's awesome. Kenny and Mari, great together. Connor was there. Anna Redmond was there. Connor came and stole the stage and dance floor and yeah, Connor did his thing up on the stage and Kenny and Mari and they everybody came out during my set, which is always fun, pouring shots and mouths and dancing and having a good time. So it was all in all, it was a really fun weekend. So shout out Chicago. Oh, and then uh, the Paradise Park, they came to my set, my brunch set, Paradise Park. Five? Was it five of them? It's got to be half the cast of the new Love is Blind Chicago. Yeah, four or five of the new cast, Love is Blind Chicago came out. Um, so we met them. It's pretty cool to talk to them. Before the show doesn't even air until till February, I think they were saying. Yeah, show doesn't even air till February, so we were able to hang out with them, kind of get some. Not really, actually, they didn't really spill too much. Which is crazy because they said they wrapped in April. Yeah, so that's almost so a year of sitting a year. on a season. Netflix does that though. I think Hot Too Hot to Handle was like a two year. They sat on it for two. That years. is, yeah, that is right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it was cool to meet them, kind of get the down low and. Who's going to be big? Who's not? Who's going to be the villain? Who's all that kind of stuff? So yeah, it was fun. It was a good day down at Paradise Park in Chicago. So thank you to Kenny and everybody at Bourbon Street. Always treat us well. Fantastic, to be honest. Like one of the best hospitalities out there. Yeah, and then some big news. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima, he popped the question. He put a ring on it. So shout out to them. Congrats to them. How long have they been together? Dude, a long time. Since my season, I think they, they were... So they're common law, though, already. I don't know. Every state's different, but the three <laughs> years. It's been two and a half, three years, dude. Yeah. But yeah, they've been together for a minute. So i tell you what, she stood by him through all that. Sure did. Yeah, she stood by him through everything. So congrats to them. Gotta love love. So um, they seem super happy and perfect for each other. So, And then the opposite, breakup, just literally just happened yesterday. Blake and Katie breaking up. I didn't even, I don't know any of this. I'm shocked. What? Dude, I'm shocked. I don't know. How would we, how did we hang out with Katie all weekend? And we'd had no idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, this is the first time I'm even here. I haven't seen anything either. Really? 
go do go read their instagrams and stuff yeah so i, I don't um i don't know any of this go read their instagram yeah, they both they, they they both did the whole you know instagram breakup post i'm shocked well, man shit that lasted a whole fucking month not huh? only did it only last like yeah a month and a half two months they didn't even see each other He's been in Africa. Like, I feel like they didn't give it a shot, man. I feel bad for him, man. I mean, I guess if you know yeah, it's not like, right, you know it's not right. So they clearly know it's not right and it's not going to work. But man, I thought they were in game, dude. Sad. Well, it seemed like he spent like a week or two with her in San Diego right before he left. And then she was up in Canada, I think, too. Right? Yeah, she went up to. Yeah. Wow. I blindsided, too, dude. I did not expect yeah. this. Literally, I didn't even like I saw the post and I just liked it because I thought it was just a cute post of them. And then I read the caption. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? Maybe I saw it, liked it because I don't pay exactly. attention to this shit. I just scroll like oh, me too. I, I double, scroll, tap, double everything. tap everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I double tap and I'm like, oops, should have double tapped that. But yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to shit I like. I don't either, man. So <laughs> how she showed no sign of that last weekend. And we saw her no sign of that every moment of every day. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. Maybe it's a sudden. And she was wearing the ring and everything. Dude, I know. And she didn't seem depressed or anything. I don't know. It sucks because I did think they were they were endgame. I really did think they were at least going to make it a while. Like I feel like Imagination, two years is a success. You know what I mean? I thought they were going to last at least that. Are they the shortest term couple then now? No. <laughs> Ari and Becca for sure. <laughs> oh, oh. That's before my time. They don't really count, I guess. But man, that's the, the Bachelorettes were on a roll there for a while. Remember? It was like five in a row. It was like JoJo stayed, Rachel stayed, was with their, who else? I guess that's pretty much it, because it wasn't Becca next. Oh, Caitlin, Caitlin was for a little bit, I guess. So I guess you're right. But then it's been like, Caitlin broke up, Becca broke up. Claire. Hannah broke up. Tasha's still together with uh, Zach. That's true, Tasha and Zach. Claire broke up, and now Katie. So literally, Tasha's the only one in there. They're engaged. They're the only one. Yeah, in like mm-hmm. five, four or five seasons. So. And speaking of Claire, like I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't follow this anymore. This is so confusing, all this stuff with Claire and Dale. They're broken up, but that's going to get ugly. I feel like at some point, I feel like it already kind of has. Yeah, it kind of has. Honestly, I don't know if it can get much uglier or just not, not necessarily even ugly, just complicate. But yeah, man, what a bummer, man. I don't believe in love anymore. God, <laughs> I like Katie. I really like Blake. Yeah, they're two great people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. So hopefully better luck for Michelle, you know, better luck for Michelle. Uh, and then this weekend coming up this weekend, uh, playing again here. In Denver, Mile High Spirits Friday. Little pre-Halloween kickoff. Yeah, and guys, I've had a lot of questions. Obviously, costumes are not required. Like, you don't have to wear a costume, guys, but there will be people there in costumes. Guarantee mm-hmm. that. So if you want to wear a costume, more than welcome. Because I know some people love Halloween. They have, like, four costumes. Will you be in costume here Friday? No, I will not be in costume here Friday. I may not even be. Well, I'll probably find a costume for New York on Saturday. But yeah, in the New York, guys, I'm playing at Pennsylvania 6 on saturday the 30th so come out i think it's just pen six it's it's so their instagram is pennsylvania six. Oh, is it I thought yeah it was just, but i thought it was just called pen six well their instagram is pen six but then the actual i don't know oh. whatever it is pen six pennsylvania six whatever it is come on by guys it's gonna be a really fun night the unofficial harry styles after party yes harry styles is literally playing at Madison square garden across the street so come on over after that i'm gonna have some friends with me put it that way there's a, a quite a big a uh there's always friends Always friends when I play, but then also there's a huge group in New York. Obviously, everybody knows that. It's like New York, San Diego, and LA. Those Nashville. Like the, uh, Nashville. LA. Nashville. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be quite the uh, Bachelor squad with me, guys. So come on out. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be so much fun. And then Sunday, I'm playing at Ugly Duckling, the new Ugly Duckling in the city of New York. That's going to be packed. New fucking 
restaurant there. It's a very popular restaurant. So it's very popular. The original location is in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So uh, now going to be fun weekend. I've been in New York in almost two years since I got punched in the face on New Year's in 2019. That was the last time I was in New York. It's been a minute. <laughs> can I punch you in your eye and you can just go with yourself 2018? <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. That'd be funny. Just like I'd put on makeup, not get punched again. But, <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to New York this weekend. It's going to be a blast. That's where I'm from. So I love getting back to New York whenever I can. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. So before we get in the episode, guys, special guests, Kevin and Astrid coming up after our recap, guys. We're going to catch up on all things. Their baby, they're about to pop out here soon. They got like two dogs now. They're living the dream up in Toronto. I mean, shoot, Kevin was just the, uh, is currently the bartender, Bachelor in Paradise. Canada. Yeah, we'll see if we can get a little tea update. Yeah, get some tea. So you guys, yeah. Have you watched that at all? Canada Bachelor? No, I don't know. We can't. Can't figure it out. How to in the States, dude. <laughs> oh, I thought there was like a link or something. I don't know. I, I've had so many people ask me and I can't figure it out. So I haven't watched yeah. any of it, but we'll get some tea. I've like creeped up with some of the Instagram of it and everything. But uh, so stick around, guys. Stick around after we recap. Listen to Kevin and Ashford catch up. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's get into the recap, guys. Get in the episode. Uh, like I said, it's, it kind of starts off with Tasha and Michelle kind of just getting excited, just kind of talking about the season, what she expects. She's excited about some of the guys. There's 23 guys left of the 30 original since seven home on night one. And we get into the first, really, I mean, honestly, we just get into the group date, right? We just go right into the group yeah, date. Pretty much goes to the group date. Yep. Going back to school. Yeah. Hey, what do you know, guys? Michelle's a teacher. <laughs> if you didn't know already, <laughs> Michelle's a fucking teacher. But this was fun. I love when they have these kids who are just dicks, assholes. Like these kids yeah. are just like smart asses. <laughs> I love that. Like clearly, guys, these are actors, like child actors, but they're very good. Um, and it's just fun to see these kids like give these grown men like a hard time. <laughs> and it's always fun. These kind of, I remember I had a date similar to this on my season where there's like geography questions, there's spelling bee, there's math, um, which is cool to see like what guys, I mean, are, are funny and like take it as a joke, what guys are super serious um, and competitive. And I guess, what was the guy's name who everybody was like, Peter? Uh, yeah, he was definitely not thriving there. Yes. So that's what kind of the whole date was about, right? And Brandon wasn't thriving either because he was just uh, failing every question. Yeah, yeah. Brandon was having a tough time. Uh, a lot of the guys had a tough time, to be honest. The spelling got a lot of the guys. Even the math got some of them pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that was funny to see. But yeah, like the whole episode, or sorry, the whole date, it's kind of centered around Peter being a competitive ass, right? Like being too competitive. A narcissist, if you will. A narcissist. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, spell narcissist. And what's his name? What was the other guy's name? Will. Yeah. Will Peter. Put up Peter. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. 
Peter did not think it was funny. Peter no. did not think that was funny. But I think a Peter has started to rub. You see personalities, bigger personalities, they rub. You kind of rub each other the wrong way. And Peter Cleary has rubbed a lot of these guys the wrong way. And it shows in this date, they're playing musical chairs. He's getting way too competitive during musical chairs. Like, yeah. Gladiatorial games, musical chairs, like same, same to him. During the chemistry uh, competition, yeah. he was just trying to get her attention. Yeah, which was weird. The kids was like, stop. <laughs> that one girl was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, sorry. Leave her alone. Yeah, I think he would actually, honestly, I think he might rub me a little a little bit too if I was in that environment. They went to the night porch. So obviously he loses musical chairs. He gets second. But a lot of the guys like, geez, calm the fuck down, you know. Uh, we go into the night portion of the date. The cocktail hour, I guess, if you will, of the date. And, you know, she addresses, I guess, Peter a little bit. And was like, you know, a lot of the guys seem to, you know, think whatever of you. And he was like, yeah, I didn't think the narcissist joke was very good. All in all, I thought it was funny. I don't know. What did you think about the joke? You know, Peter being a narcissist. I'm like, I thought it was. I think it's harmless. I yeah, mean, it's, exactly. just, it's just shot fire. It's just yeah. banter. You know, it's funny, harmless banter. So it's gas in your boys, you know. Yeah, exactly. He kind of went, you know, and not tattled, but like told Michelle he wasn't happy or whatever. Listen, Michelle's doing a great job. Uh, she handles conflict so well. And I think it has to do with her being a teacher. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think she has this like innate ability to handle. And you have to have patience. Mm-hmm, a lot. And I think that's one of the biggest virtues of like a good bachelorette. A trait of the good bachelorette is being patient. And she's very patient with these men. Just everything in life. Patience <laughs> Dude, is a yeah, virtue, very true, right? Very it's true. like the oldest saying ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also there's some good things about the night portion. One of my sleepers who led off the night portion, Brandon, who you said you didn't like, he was pretty smooth. I didn't not like him, but I don't think he's asleep. I don't think. Oh, yeah, I did say he was a cringe. He was a little cringe, which he was cringe. Yeah. Again, she even called him out on it. Yeah, well, she kind of called him out, but then she yeah. seems to be really into him. And he's like, she was like, Brandon's smooth. And then they made out. Yeah, they made, everybody makes out. I still don't buy it. Listen, I don't think he's like a bad guy, but she even said, she was like, what did you read that and how to pick up a girl 101? Like, I love that. I thought she was funny. She called him out on it. Yeah. And Rick, I think Rick had another one. He's, I think, I mean, he was super smooth to fill in the blanks, like uh, uh, homework test. Yeah. See, that was witty, original, yeah. unique. Not, I, yeah, that was good. I, I think Rick's, I don't even know if I'd call him a sleeper. Like, I think he's in it. I still don't, I still don't buy Brandon as a sleeper, bro. I don't think he's making it in the top 10. I do. But who, who ended up, I mean, with the, what's his name? With the best conversation, won the Rose. Brandon. Brandon got the first. You're right. It was Brandon. I don't think anybody really stood out a ton on this date. I think the second date, and we'll get into that. There's a lot of big standouts. But this date was kind of interesting. I feel like there weren't many. Because you had like Nate and what's his name in the other date, you know, Nate and uh, I mean, I feel like all the competitive guys, the people who really into Michelle were on the second date. This date was like, eh, kind of, a, I don't know. I didn't see a lot going on in this day. I didn't see a ton of sparks fly. I mean, they, they probably f- had their feelers out because the second date was more competitive in yes. basketball. This might not have been the basketball group. That's true. They made sure that... These aren't the hoopsters in this group. Yeah, that's very true, actually. <laughs> they made sure the hoopsters were in the other group. So yeah, uh, Brandon ends up getting the group date, Rose. So good for him. He's got a Rose going into it. Do you think that argument between Peter and Will, though, is that... What were your thoughts on that? Like, was that a real heated argument or was that just... It was pretty heated. I mean, there was a point when, he, like she was talking to that one guy, you could literally hear him in the background, like yelling at each other. You know, that would have turned me off. If I was the bachelorette or bachelor or whatever, and you hear fucking grown men like going at it, it would have turned me off. It would have turned me off. But I also get why maybe Peter said something and then, I don't know, there's just a yeah. peacocking, right? I always say that. They're yeah. peacocking a little bit, a little peacock. Because like, I always wonder like, do producers like set that up or is it like, can't you wait for that not to be on a group date to take away from that? Okay. So good question. So no way are they waiting to get home 
to have that conversation. No way. The producers will not let that happen. Because there obviously has to be a break in between, right? The date and the night portion. You got to go mm-hmm. get ready, mm-hmm. touched up. Like, can't you address each other then? No way the producers would allow that to happen. They're not in the same room. No way. No fucking way. So yeah, that, I mean, good question. But yeah, they definitely wait. They, they even probably keep them separated during the cocktail hour until... And then they're like, hey, go talk to people. They definitely want to make sure that's caught on camera. They want you to break. 100%. They caught on camera. And that's caught on camera when Michelle's talking to a guy. So you can hear it in the background. Yeah, for, for sure. I think actually the uh, the Peter's a narcissist thing. I don't think that was producer driven. I think that was actually just a funny yeah. like joke. And I think that there's going to be more to come with Peter. He's going to be sticking around for a little bit. He's going to be some drama for sure. You can tell he's a bit of a hothead. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a, he's Italian, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So he'll be he'll be around for a while, dude. Were you were you surprised Jamie getting the one on one? Yeah, I yeah I don't I don't know where that came from. I don't even remember them talking night one. No, me neither. I, yeah, so I was very surprised. I, well, I got the first one on one on my season, but then it was like Chris Randone and somebody else that I was surprised by. So it happens, I guess. Sometimes, dude, every bachelorette has different strategy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like some people wait very very long time to go on a date with people they're super into because they know. They want to get these other people out of the way. Some people go on the dates they're into right away. Like, so it's very different every bachelorette. So we'll see Michelle's strategy, if you will. But I was shocked by Jamie going on the date. And then I was shocked it went very well. Like it went deep conversation. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get into the night portion, though, let's talk about the day portion. They went rock climbing, which that was rock climbing. That wasn't like hiking. That was legitimate rock climbing, man. Like that was pretty intense. Like I was actually shocked that they... I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. There's probably instructors everywhere, and like people were very careful. But it was still. But it seemed pretty cool how and how and she made note of it. Like she, he he was like coaching her, and she said she was she's not used to that. Yeah, yeah. It's normally so was, roles reversed mm-hmm. for her. She said she enjoyed that, and you're right. He he did a great job. He seemed like he seemed patient. He seemed very yeah. patient with her and everything. Yeah, she seemed to really enjoy that, and thought it showed his like patience as a man. So that was a good day portion, but let's do the night portion of this day is one of the deeper. I say this every season, I feel like, but damn, yeah. this was a deep, deep date, man. Yeah. I loved his vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It, that was, Michelle was shedding tears. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie gets into some of his past family trauma, pretty much his whole life. Oh man. It's a lot to drop on date one, man. Yeah. I mean, he kind of mentioned how his childhood wasn't great. And I don't know if he was mentioning his, if that's his sister or brother he was referring to, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, how they're taking basically shifts, watching out for their mom. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Yeah, she had some mental health issues. Yeah. Um, she tried to kill herself. Like to make sure that she was alive. Yeah. A couple of times. Then just, just terrible. I cannot imagine. Cause he said at one point, I think the line, something that really stuck out to me is when he was like, I, uh, you know, I'd be at school in class and I'd be thinking I'm picking class over my mom could be killing herself right now. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, because he said he didn't graduate high school because he didn't have enough time mm-hmm. at school or or whatever, that, something to that effect. Yeah, just just very, man, just very intense stuff. And yeah, you know, you obviously you feel for the man in that moment because it can't be easy what he went through. Um, but yet he still seems like a very well put together, mature young man. Yeah. You know what I mean? After everything he's been through, he seems mm-hmm. very put together. And I, I loved how it's, and I, I could relate to him in this way. It's like whatever your whatever your story is, that helps you become who you are today. So it's like you don't want empathy, you don't want like pity parties from anybody. You want it to be recognized as like, and and that's what she did in that moment. 
like yeah the way she handled that that was incredible yeah she did a good job and everybody's got a story that's the thing is like mm-hmm. everybody has a story and everybody's dealing with something and has dealt with something in the past i think she does a good job of like obviously she was like empathetic she was very empathetic she got emotional he got emotional um and all in all i thought it was a great date right i was like i left there being like damn jamie might yeah, that was one yeah i was like damn he's gonna be around for a while man until later yeah and joe gets some bad news that's right he loses his basketball coach I don't know if he didn't say like high school or anything, but like a long time mentor and a basketball coach of his. And if you play athletics, man, like they're pretty much your second dad, or they can be. Basketball is his life. Mm-hmm. So this coach had a major, major role in, in his life. So yeah, that wasn't an easy conversation to have. So he went into then a fucking date is a basketball date. You know what I mean? Like, man, this just got to hit to the heart because like you're playing basketball. You just lost your coach. Uh, you're down by 40 points. It looked like your team is getting destroyed. And then uh, yeah, Kobe, he puts it on. He comes out. Dude, so he was, he's a legitimate athlete. Mr. Minnesota basketball. That's it. Mr. Basketball is a big deal in every state. Yeah. Michelle kind of tried to explain that to the crowd. Like she no, kept that, saying to the, to no, the audience, like, guys, yeah. this is a big deal. Like he's the best. If you make all state or you're Mr. Basketball or Mr. Football in your state, that's a big deal. Any conference. This is like you are the best male basketball player in the state. It's a big deal. And then Michelle goes on to say she got second, which is still <laughs> insane. That is still incredibly impressive to be second best female basketball player in your state. So yeah, listen, he's not a, he's no joke. Like he's a real baller. Like he's a very a very good basketball player. Um, and so is Michelle. Michelle's a very good basketball player. Played a little one on one. Um, and it was cool to see them kind of balling out. I mean, she's making it rain from half court, dude. Yeah, she's a, she's she's an athlete, man, and a good basketball player. They scrimmage five on five. I love that. See, it wasn't like something like let's go beat the shit out of each other. It was five on five for the night portion. Yeah, just a pickup game. I would have rather done that than a fucking football date that we had, yeah. you know, or like the rugby date they had last season. Or like last year, the squidditch, whatever they were doing. Like, yeah, I agree. Like this was yeah. So I enjoyed it. So what's crazy to me is he's very soft-spoken, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it's such a stud athlete. I feel like a lot of basketball guys are the, those silent, smooth assassins, though. Maybe. They're not like football guys. I don't know, bro. Basketball players are pretty egotistical, I feel like, especially when you're good. Yeah, they're, they're egotistical, but they do not speak. But I'm shocked because, like, he's a good-looking guy, clearly very successful in basketball. But even the other guys, like, he's very laid back and quiet and shy, and he's got a soft demeanor. He kind of came out of his shell a little bit when he's playing because they were down big and he came out and he started balling. Yeah, you got to take over. His team still lost, but this is, dude, Michelle is into him. Michelle is into him. I mean, just that she is that familiar with his high school. <laughs> yeah, she clearly is like creeps she, this man. Yeah. She, <laughs> how do you know? How do you, how are you going to know he was high, Mr. Basketball? She's clearly into this man and he gets MVP, right? He gets a medal, wins MVP. Still gets invited to the night portion of the date, which is kind of funny that the MVP comes from a losing team. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, yeah, yeah. He's by far he did is. deserve it though. Yeah, I was just saying, he <laughs> definitely is the MVP. But clearly, Michelle didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like she didn't have to do that, but she wanted him there. Some of the other guys start to notice. All right, Michelle's clearly not only way into Joe, but like also there's something else there. They like, I guess it kind of was Jamie. Did Jamie start the whole thing? No, I think it, the guy from Miami, is it Martin? The the blonde-haired guy? I think he kind of got it going. Yeah. And then Jamie just spotted just it. Yeah, it yeah. just snowballed. So, Jamie, but then Jamie was the one who also heard, like, hey, 
yeah. you know, I heard in Minnesota, somebody was like, Hey, my yeah. friend's going on the show and they're like, Oh, too bad. And you're already booed up with a light skin Hooper. Yeah. Hooper yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're dealing with that. Obviously, you know, he gets, he gets a group date rose. First of all, he gets a group date rose, which we're not shocked by. It was either going to be him or Nate. I thought in that, I mean, yeah, exactly. And Nate was a little shocked. I think Nate was a he little was shocked, like, mm-hmm. but I love Nate's confidence. Cause yeah. he's like, I don't care. He's like, mm-hmm. I know what I have with her right now. And that's how everyone should be. I know. And hey, he, he has that confidence. Listen, I had that confidence at the beginning, but I'm very interested to see if they can keep that confidence because it gets harder and harder as you go on. And I think, I think it's going to tear Nate apart, the, the relationship that Michelle has uh, with a lot of these other guys. But yeah, so, you know, he gets screwed day rose, whatever. We go into the, night, uh, the cocktail party right before the rose ceremony. And that's when Jamie decides I need to ask Michelle. He didn't even ask her, right? He didn't even ask her, hey, were you seeing him before the show? It was more of, hey, the other guys in the house are having conversations <laughs> about this. I wanted to bring it to your attention. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is. And half the guys didn't even know this was happening. That was a little sketch because he made it seem like, hey, I'm coming in your best interest. When really he was doing it in his best interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was very smooth, very sneaky. He flipped the script. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way he was like hyping the guys up. He's like, I'm going to go tell her. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. She needs to know it doesn't sit right with me. So she is shook. Like she's shook. And actually, honestly, I don't. Sometimes I'm thinking, hey, like with the lead gets quote unquote like shook or is like, uh, you know, my insecurities, my walls are going up. Sometimes like, okay, whatever. Like these are lines. It's another fucking plot. But I actually think in her position, I would feel a little insecure and have my walls go up because I'm like, oh my God, these guys think that I'm. <laughs> here for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? That yeah. I'm already hanging out into one of these guys before the show. It's almost like Piper and fucking um, uh, Brandon, Brandon or Brandon or whatever it is Brandon, in yeah. paradise. That's almost the same vibe. Like, Hey, you were already talking. You already know them. So I see why Michelle was like kind of hurt and she approaches the men. And that was the best part. You're right. It's a lot of the men were like, the fuck just happened. Yeah. Like what They're, did I miss a conversation or what? Like honestly, like 90% of the men. That Rodney guy even said that. He's like, what did I miss here? Yeah. And then other guys chirped in and was like, well, like I missed Pe- it too. Peter was like shook too. Like everyone yeah. was shook. And fucking Jamie stays quiet. Like the guys were like, who said something? Who said I wish the guy who said something would come out? And Jamie just didn't, not a peep, man. Not even like guys, that was me, my bad. I thought this was a bigger deal than it was. Just nothing. The funniest thing was in there showing all the clips. Of all the guys talking to him and like basically calling out whoever said that is such like a coward, of, yeah, a bitch, whatever, soft. like soft, yeah, soft. Yeah. And he's just like going along with it, like, yeah, man, I feel you. I'm with you. <laughs> Cheers, and the guys, they're like, this dude is a clown, man. Dude, that was brutal to watch, <laughs> man. And ah, uh, like I don't know how to feel exactly because I don't think Jamie had any right to go to Michelle and ask. I mean, maybe ask, but not be like, hey, the other guys are t- talking and it's like a huge conversation. Maybe like, hey. I'm getting this feeling that maybe you knew Joe beforehand, blah, 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 whatever. But like to be like, hey, the other guys are talking about it too. That's what I think it would piss me off too as a guy in the house, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. So I don't, I don't know how to be feel about Jamie, man. I don't know. There's going to be more to come. I feel like it's oh, going to yeah. get this out. This is going to come out and it's going to yeah. explode. You can't keep shit a secret in that environment, man, with that many producers, with that many people talking constantly. So it's going to come out. It's going to come out. I'm going to interested to see how Jamie's going to handle this because he seemed very stubborn that he doesn't give a fuck what the other guys think of him. Right? Clearly, kept saying yeah. That. I don't care. I don't really care what these guys think. You know? Kept saying that. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that situation moving forward. And even it was weird how he handled when he heard he got the, the uh, one-on-one. Do you remember that? Yeah. He was like, she's got to fight for me. Yeah. I got to make sure she she's right be- for me. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, cause I live adventurously. I'm never in the country. Yeah. I can, I can go to third world country and, you know, drop off a hat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a huge blow up between not only him and the guys, but I think him and Michelle might have a, a, a pretty, pretty difficult uh, relationship moving forward. Except she did like that. He came right. Cause the way he framed it, it seems like he was doing it for her and she liked that. That's why it's going to be exposed at some point. Unless it just got exposed tonight. You know, Michelle watched yeah. this was like, wait, the yeah. fuck. Oh, yeah. Hold on a minute. <laughs> well, hopefully they weren't watching together. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be a little <laughs> awkward. And to throw even more fuel on the fire, because of his actions and Michelle feeling down, the rest of the cocktail party gets canceled. And that really is, guys, that is hard. I know like people make a big deal. Oh, I didn't get to talk to her. That is a big deal. You have a very finite amount of time with the lead. And to have a cocktail party canceled when you're not sure if you're going to get rose is a huge, 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 huge deal. So a lot of these guys are pissed that they don't know at the time it's Jamie, but they're like, whoever the fuck did this? Before we leave the uh, the cocktail party, because I really like this part of it, was Granny Smith Rodney's oh, yeah. taste testing of apples. He's funny, dude. He seems like I a really funny guy. I like that guy a lot. Yeah. yeah. He seems like a super funny guy. The way he was like, the way she fed him pizza. And then yeah. he was like, oh, oh you got me like, twisted now. You yeah, got me twisted yeah. now. Was that cheese? He was like, was that cheese? <laughs> no, that was funny. Um, and he was like terrible at it. You know, I hope he stays around. Dude, do you think you'd be good at it? Bite into an apple? Know what kind of apple it is? I mean, you got to know what it, I, I wouldn't know all the, the difference between the red apples, but I, you you would have to know a Granny Smith. A green apple is usually a little bit crisper, right? And a little it's bit tart. Where, it's yeah, tart. Sour, and and like, like, it's like, I feel like it's crisper and where a red apple is a little bit mushier and softer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a funny guy. And Michelle laughs a lot with him. Like she was dying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope we see a lot of him. I think we will. I think he's going to be the Justin of this. I think he's going to sneak. Like, just have a great relationship with her throughout, but kind of sneak in to the final six. Like, I think he's going to kind of be sneaky into the final six. So we went over the uh, rose ceremony, and Jamie stuck around. Peter stuck around. The one guy who did go home, we should give him props, Paradeep, who was the first Indian American ever on the show. First one to get a rose, I think. Oh, it is to receive a rose. Yeah, to receive. I think it was to receive a rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a big deal. Huge deal. It's a really big deal. And he went home, unfortunately. Did you see his shot that he took in the basketball game? Yeah, bro. Dude, like, I was a little dude. I thought Nate. Nate's not athletic. That athletic either, man. But uh, yeah, I don't even know who else went home. The, I, the biggest ones I was interested to see Peter would stay. Peter stayed, and so did Jamie. Mm-hmm. Well, Jamie got had the rose anyway, so of course. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And like I wasn't because she thinks what he did was a good thing so far. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, moving it. We saw I saw the preview for next week. Nothing really stood out to me in the preview, actually, to be honest. Looks like, except for what's his name running around naked up and down. Let's talk about this. Oh, that's him again. That's Granny Smith. Yeah, it's Granny Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about these stairs. I've been wanting to mention it. Dude, Michelle's going to have fucking jacked thighs and fucking quads walking up and down the hundred stairs every fucking time. It's got to be brutal. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but man, walking up down the stairs has got to be awful, man. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> thought about her. It looks phenomenal on TV, but man, she's, I bet she's complaining every time. Fuck these stairs, man. Like, she, you come down the stairs, producers, you know, that kind of thing. They should let her walk down in some shoes and then switch to the heels at the bottom, at least. Yeah, <laughs> and then switch on to heels. Yeah. And you know, in those, like, dresses she has, she can't really move very oh, well. Yeah. You know, it's like... She's holding it up, <laughs> yeah. hiking it up. I'll feel for her in those moments. Well, Caitlin and Tasha are just standing at the top. Yeah, just yeah, just watching. Just chilling. Yeah, a lot of stairs. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll see next episode. It looks like there's a little bit more drama, of course. Yeah. Can't ever tell previews. So, so yeah, we'll see you guys uh, next episode. But stay tuned, guys. Kevin and Acid coming up. We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Bastard and Kevin. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, guys. Good to be back. I know. We were just saying it's been a minute, not only since you've been on the pod, but when was the last time I saw you guys? Oh, buddy, it's been a while now. Was it your fundraiser? No. Was it? Was it? No, it wasn't in Montreal. Or Bali? Maybe it was Bali. No, Montreal. Bali was before Paradise for you. Right. Yeah, Bali was right before Paradise. Yeah. So it was probably Montreal then, right in the thick of your Paradise fiasco. Oh my God, it was the music festival. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh man, that was <laughs> quite the well, weekend. And you were spiraling a little bit, and we went, <laughs> a little bit. He went to the Barbie Museum with me. That's how we were like, okay, I don't think we're hanging out with Blake today. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking spiraling. That was the weekend I watched the first two episodes. Was that day? That Saturday, I was in Montreal with Kevin Astor and Lori, and I was spiraling. Brutal. Wow. I need to come back out there. That was not a good first impression of not on the city's fault. But. Well, like we were so ready to party and you were not. And Lori's such a like, she's not a partier. So you spiraling. Lori was like, let's go out to dinner. And me and Kevin were like, let's go. Right. <laughs> that was quite the weekend. But yeah, I want to make it out there again. How is COVID up there for you guys right now? Is it- yeah, are you guys still under strict restrictions up there? Or? Yeah. No, as of today, we're just really strict on the vaccine part. I think we're like 90% vaccinated. Oh, wow. So we're at that, like everything as of today. Like the whole country or just like your province? Our province. Our province, province. is that high. I think the countrywide like is just, just shy. Wow. That's really good. Um, but we're like, today is actually the first day we're fully open. Like no um, limitations on capacity. You just have to be vaccinated. Like we're like full out vaccine passport. That's crazy. So going into the fall winter flu season you guys are just now open. <laughs> you're open for the flu season and covid <laughs> well we're open if you're vaccinated if you're not vaccinated you can't really do much they're putting you in a corner if you don't have a vaccine pretty much because you can't even go to a gym with it whoa wow do you guys have like a vaccine passport you have to show and everything is that kind of what it's, it's like a government we're i guess they're working on the app but right now it's just like a government uh watermarked picture that- oh at least you guys are watermarked we got something you could just fire off a fucking printer yeah i heard i heard about that yeah. you could order them online on yeah, amazon yeah. so yeah <laughs> I heard about um, that. that's good to know though dude we're gonna have to get out there in toronto and play a gig maybe at some point for sure well, I'd love to. I'd love to have you here, man. And you got to meet the meet the pops and the new pop, especially. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have a baby in 21 days or so. So you're gonna have another one to meet. Yeah, we were just talking before we got on here. Last time we talked, you guys weren't even pregnant. Nope, that was last <laughs> oh, time. We That's wild. We were day drinking on the podcast last yeah. time we talked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man, you guys are like fucking white picket fence. Two dogs. You have a baby on the way. Like that's crazy. Wow, man, it's crazy. We've. Uh, I've, you know, as a fireman, you work with all kinds of guys, right? From 20 years old to 60 years old and every walk of life. And the amount of guys who say kids later on in life, like they say, I wish I would have went that route. Um, I know those guys who say, oh, you'll be an empty nester when you're 45 and all that stuff. I said, yeah, well, when I'm 60 and lonely, my kids will still need me and want to be around. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind that so much. Um, I think we're both, we talk about it nonstop, man. I think we're both just ready to 
Like I'm taking 10 months paternity leave. Like I'm off from November until September. Um, and I'm just ready to like hunker down and be like a dad and be home. And there's nothing. And we're spending the whole, um, pretty much the whole winter in Florida with her family. So oh, good. I feel like I'm just, yeah, you'd be, you'll get there, Blake, eventually. Oh, no, I, listen, I'm, I can see the light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel. Like I can see where I want to get to that point. We know this is the busiest month we've ever had. I did eight cities this month teaching and I'm like, holy hell, like I'm, this uh, is a lot. Like I'm like ready to like, you know. It's uh, I could see where that gets. You're going backwards. I know, right? You're going backwards in your. Yeah, right. <laughs> the day, I was like, I wish I was 23, living this life, not fucking 32. DJ Benjamin Button, <laughs> dude, I'm using that. <laughs> so you're taking 10 months paternity. You can just hand and foot on acid. Just wait, hand and foot on acid. I mean, yeah, I'm down with that. I feel like uh, finger, fingers crossed there'll be, you know, obviously we don't know yet, but there'll be a second season of Paradise Canada that we'd film somewhere in the middle of there. But besides that, it'd be fun to just be home and kind mm-hmm. of miss, not miss anything in the first 10 months. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Actually, I feel like yeah. that's, I mean, I don't know how Canada is with paternity leave, but that's cool. Is that quite a bit for, for Canada? It's yeah. normal, but usually it's the moms that take it. Like between one household, you can split up to what, 18 months. Yeah. So usually uh-huh. you'll split it up. But since I'm self-employed and I'm not employed through a Canadian company, he's able to take it all. So I can take all. 18 months, like, but you're just on unemployment for that long and stuff. So, but, but for the first half of it, I'm fully like topped up. Our, our government takes care of parents. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Cause I would say 10 months paternity leave is unheard of in the States. Like insane. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, a month maybe yeah. is what, what paternity, yeah, paternity leave is here. Yeah, in the you get like six weeks total in the States as a mom, which I can't even imagine. Like that's nothing. And you're yeah. not getting paid close to so what you get paid here. Right. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So you'll be around to see a lot of babies first. Yeah. Yeah. So three weeks away. So what's the lead up preparation for you guys right now? Yeah. What's the preparations you guys are taking right well, now? We need, well, we need to like really get our shit together. It's <laughs> not ready. Our hospital bags aren't packed. Like I haven't washed any of the baby clothes. We've got <laughs> the bassinet and the stroller and the car seat. So we have the things you need for them to let you take the baby home. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's yeah. good. And at least you, you have a fireman that's certified to put the ba- the car seat in. So <laughs> that's right. that's it. Well, we're just waiting for like the online exam that we have to complete to become parents because we don't understand how you can just go home with a kid like with a human being yeah. good luck like, like, there you go it's like here you had sex you are now qualified to take care of this human forever that's such a good point that was great <laughs> that's so true uh, so how's the pregnancy been, Astrid? I mean, has it been... It's been okay, actually. I feel like I somehow got the good karma on the pregnancy to where I didn't get the karma on getting pregnant. I feel mm. like um, the universe just, like, took care of me with the pregnancy part. Like, first trimester is just rough because you're exhausted and nauseous and the baby's just sucking the life out of you mm. the entire time. We're like, okay. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Now. But then it was really easy breezy for me. And now, like, the last... I would say two, three weeks, I, I feel very pregnant. Like it's weird <laughs> carrying around like an extra 45 pounds. My back hurts. I can't sleep. I'm peeing like every hour. So it's, it's pregnancy, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. like, I feel like people have it a lot worse. So I can't really complain. Yeah. yeah I say and I think she had so many, she had so many ups and downs, like for the year and a half trying to get pregnant that the one, the one like bonus I get is she's always in a good mood. Like even if she's exhausted and having like a shitty day, she like somehow is just in a good mood. Like she's just so happy to be pregnant that it's taken off any like stress yes. on everything. As long as the baby's there and good, we're fine. Like we'll figure it out, you know? 
That's really cool. Cause I feel like sometimes that's not the case. Usually I feel like the pregnant wife wants to like kill, you know, everybody around her kind of thing. Like, you know, so that's pretty good. That's a good thing. Yeah. I feel like we also have people who around us who are pregnant and I always am like, do you see how chilling I'm compared to everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> like all I ask for is some chocolate or ice cream by the end of the day. Years from now, Kevin, she's back. Remember how chill I was when we were pregnant? Like, oh, yeah. She's going to be hanging Never over your head. Yeah. Well, I feel like in general, I said, you're obviously like, I feel like you're pretty chill and you two together, like are, are you know, a chill couple and everything. So I'm so happy for you guys. I can't wait to, to see the little one and everything when that comes. It's going to be so great. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think it's hit me like the last week or so. Like cause we finally organized all the baby stuff and like took all, everything out of bags and boxes and I'll just look at something. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to give our baby its first bath ever. <laughs> like, this is it so is, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, it's definitely becoming real. Yeah. Yeah. We had like a moment with every little thing. It'd be like, like she said, like the, the bassinet or the, the chair, we're doing like a full reading wall, like all books with like a cool chair and everything. So like everything we take out, every single book we open, we're like, oh, this would be cool. Like it's, it's kind of like reignites your relationship and also like, I've never been this excited before. I don't think there's anything where you're more excited where you're going to have someone who just like idolizes and worships you and you have to take care and make them live. <laughs> yeah, just, and you can't <laughs> just to somehow like raise this, like you have, like, it's like molding. It's crazy to think about. It yeah, really is like when you actually think about it. Yeah, man. But I know exactly what you mean. So obviously like I'm a pretty sentimental person. Like I cry at the fucking commercials and shit. I would literally like every single like first for my baby. I just feel like I'm just going to like lose it. You know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna have constantly tears in my eyes as a dad. Like it's going to be, yeah. that's got to be such a cool feeling. Yeah. I feel like you're similar in that sense too. Like I get, ex I get more excited about watching him as a dad than like about being a mom. So I think oh, that's cool. oh my God, he's going to freak out when he gets yeah. his back or when he puts it in the car seat or when he does anything, because he's wanted it for so long. Mm -hmm. He kind of had to push me towards the baby. St not push me, but be like, okay, let's go for it. Do this, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, I guess. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I mean, Kevin, how long? So let's let's go into Bachelor Paradise a little bit in Canada. How long were you filming that? Because obviously Astrid was pregnant, right, when you were filming that, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, you were five months, maybe, four months pregnant? uh and we started when i was 12 weeks so like right when my first trimester i think was over like the week after that we left so it was the same length as paradise in mexico oh, okay um we just had to add two weeks of quarantine prior to in a hotel um they did take care of us though similar to wells like we had our own accommodations that was offset oh. because the, the cast was in a full covid bubble and i was able to come to and from the set in like an uh, airtight like crazy uber with with a sheet between us where i couldn't like it was, my, it was like my driver that took me back and forth um we had our uh, food dropped off from people in like hazmat suits and stuff like it was, wow. <laughs> it, was it was it was wild but they took every precaution for the covid stuff because they really wanted this season to take off and um i know you probably can't watch it up there um hopefully it, hopefully it will like i think it's doing well so hopefully it ends up on hbo max but oh. it's a lot of fun it's like even just the stuff we've posted, I'm sure you've seen it's, mm -hmm. it's like they took the good parts of our paradise, which was like, the, you know, the roses and the romance and all that good stuff. But we really made it like Canadian summer. Like when we think of paradise in Canada, we think of like a campfire with plaid on, you know, drinking wine. <laughs> I right love that actually. <laughs> right, right beside a lake with like the boat pulling off. Like that's how we spent our summers in Canada. So that's kind of the twist they wanted to make. It was let's, let's not try to mimic that. We're not trying to be, Chris Harrison, I'm not trying to be anyone mm -hmm. on the beach. It's literally, let's start our own franchise, our own thing. And I think they accomplished it. Like they did that. It's doing really well up here. It's a lot of fun. We were talking about that uh, 
where, where we could watch it or if we could find it anywhere because it's on what C- city tv or is that what it is yeah it's on city tv and that's actually what we watch uh abc on so it's like city tv presents abc gotcha. um, so it's on the same network that we would watch paradise us on so i'm hoping it'll end up on hbo max if not i'll seriously i'll just send you guys the link it'd be fun to watch yeah, yeah. I could probably just send you the link after it's aired. Yeah, because there's a couple of people that we know on the show. It'd be cool to see kind of how they're doing and everything. And yeah, the the setup and format of the show. Yeah, Blake has a love love interest on the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Fucking Lori. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I've been uh I've been um watching like through, yeah, like you said through Instagram. Like I've been kind of watching through like the slides and everything on people like trying to figure out who's like with who and whatnot. So I heard my name came up like once or twice on it. I heard. With the, at least, I don't know if like when it was filming, but at least in the editing, when they were talking about Caitlin Clemens, I think I went on like one date with her and stuff. And they were like, yeah, he got caught up in Blake's love triangle. I'm like, it wasn't even a love triangle. I went on one <laughs> date with her. Like, God, how many love triangles was I in in paradise? Well, we had Chris- yeah, we had Christina on the after show too. So then you know you're going to get brought up. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh boy. Are you serious? I had no idea. Good. Awesome. Great. Yeah, she was on the after show. She was on the after show. They just found it. So be- oh, no, it was just aired. It was just aired this week. Why was she on the after show? Just to recap it. So they just had her come in and kind of talk about the episode and they talked about friendship roses. So then. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh goody. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so the one, the one other cool part that, that seems to be a big hit is the episodes are only an hour and a half. They're not two hours. And then the last 30 minutes is an after show and it's hosted by like two really fun, like radio TV personalities. And Astrid and I were on episode one. We were the guests. Uh, they had Benoit on last week, Christina on the week before. They had um, the model, the, the tall Chelsea. model, Chelsea, um, um, from Matt's oh, season. Yeah. He was on. And then um, who was the other one? that was Aaron from this oh, last Aaron, paradise. Yeah, from this last paradise. So they bring in like one American and they let them watch all the episodes and then give uh, their... It's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, that is really cool. cool. Yeah. Is it in studio or is it like Zoomed? No, it's studio. Studio, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Yeah. Bring in for a couple of days. They usually have one Canadian. Like, I think the last one was Christina and like this Priyanka, the drag queen. She's like the drag queen Canada, Canada like top. Drag race Canada. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they like kind of make, yeah. Benoit was arguing with someone. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Aaron was supposed to come to Blended Festival in San Diego. And I think he was up in Canada that weekend. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it's all pre pre taped. So it'll be on. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, I'm going to have to reach out to Christina and be like, when the hell am I going to get roasted in Canada now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just flustered Blake here. <laughs> no, me and Christina aren't going to terms I know. Everything, so I know. I'm not too worried about that. Um, but you enjoyed it overall. Like, how was hosting it? Like, did you did you enjoy the whole, I don't know, experience? Yeah, I mean, it's not quite as cut and dry where, like, you know, Chris Harrison and Wells had their, like, positions. This was, we have a host, uh, Jesse Jones. He's like a inspirational speaker type guy in Toronto, really well-known guy. So he was the host. He did the welcoming stuff, but I was basically like bartender slash, you know, producer almost like I would really set up a lot of things that, you know, I need these two need to talk kind of like Wells would do to us sometimes. He'd be like, Hey man, go talk sense. Um, But the layout was a little different where there wasn't really a second or third, like good, good spot. Like in paradise, we go up by the pool so most of the show happened literally right in front of my eyes. Like the bar oh, was wow. like the main hangout. I had a hot tub to my right. <laughs> I had like, so it was basically everything was right in front of me. Um, so it was cool seeing it from a non-stress, <laughs> no, like I still had my phone in my pocket. Like there was nothing about it stressing me. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool, actually. And Astrid, you were there the whole time? 
I was there the whole time. I just was getting the like recaps every night. When <laughs> I would go on set sometimes and just like watch from afar, go watch from the control room. I'm like, this is so cool. Why am I not a producer? Why was I a contestant on this show? <laughs> uh huh. It would be really cool to see the behind the scenes like that. Just watch everything happen like in the control room. That'd be wild. I will tell you it, that whole like Canadians are nicer. I will say that the control room is nicer than like there was no there was nobody like sitting on there being like wait Blake's about to cry zoom in zoom in zoom in like, was, like it wasn't that it was, it was a little more like friendly they're really trying to get more romance more um, it was actually refreshing to see I say it's like a Very breath authentic. of fresh air it was just like authentic connections and people just happened to be feeling it and one more thing Blake I don't know because you have a lot of Canadian listeners I don't know if you. Um, if you picked up this, but there's actually half of the cast was just Bachelor fans. Oh, so I knew they were like not people from the show, but I didn't realize they, so they were fans of the show. So they're skipping the first show. You don't have to be on The Bachelorette. They just think if you were good on the show, have them apply for the next season of Paradise. And I'm not, we're not sure what this franchise is going to look like, whether they're going to pick a Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I'm a big fan of saying, let's just screw the main show and just go Paradise, 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 Paradise. And if you start bringing in people and it's their first time ever on TV, I think that's one part. You know, night one, when you see everybody and like you're not used to the cameras, you're not mm -hmm. used to what's going on. I got to see that, but in a paradise setting. So like mm. people would walk in and they're just eyes wide open, never seen this before. And then you see them on day one surrounded by loads of people and they can't just go have an ITM and then hang out with all the dudes for the rest of the time like we did on, yep. on the main shows. So the one really cool aspect, which I wouldn't be surprised if America ever incorporated, is have somebody apply just like we applied or had somebody apply for us and put them on the paradise setting first because it's very cool what you get out of the cast who have never been on TV before. Yeah, I think that's amazing because especially when it comes to like the US version of paradise, some of these, especially the men, no wait, or is it the women? I don't know which one, but they have a lot of time between Bachelorette and Paradise, whatever it is, Bachelorette Paradise. So they kind of get out there and they start doing the, you know, the deal. They start getting the fame. And so they go into Paradise with like a completely different strategy rather than just eyes wide open and like enjoying the moment, you know? So I love that idea, actually. It must be the women because we had Blake Moynes on, or sorry, we had Brendan S on, who's Blake Moynes' buddy. And he just came off KDC fresh off. So similar to when, you and Jason were the only two that didn't come to Paradise. That's right. Everyone else had just got off the show. And they hadn't even watched it. Hadn't like, even, you're right. Yeah, they hadn't even watched it. It was airing. They hadn't even watched it. They don't understand what it means for there to be an edit or any of that. Mm -hmm. So they're still fully being like, <laughs> they're not so themselves because they don't fully get that everything yeah, I remember Colton being like, I have like 40,000 Instagram followers. I wonder if I'm going to get any more. <laughs> like, I remember saying that to you on the beach. Just, he hadn't been on the show yet. Yeah, I love that idea, though, bringing fans on. And yeah, it's almost like a almost a completely different show. Because if I get the fans, so it's a question for you. So were the fans like, hey, I got my eye on this person from Batch US or Bachelorette US? Like, was it like that? I think they were during the interviewing at the, at the start, they would say like, who is your type or what would be someone from the show you'd be into? Um, but ultimately, like, I mean, it's the same as you asked. Like, look at look at Joe. He was a night one guy. Nobody knew who he was in Paradise. Not one person. Mm -hmm. And he blew up after day two. Everyone knew who he was. Yeah. So the cool thing is, like, everybody assumed there'll be, like, no roses will be given to the fans of the show, like the Bachelor Nation, we call them. But they killed it. They're, like, the main That's cool. stars of the whole show. 
so were the fans were they able to were they chill or were they like fangirling fanboying like what were it was both it was both there was a couple that were pretty <laughs> excited to like see or meet astrid like they were like oh it's like <laughs> and then other ones were just like oh yeah you were on that one season right oh that's cool like they didn't really mm-hmm. care that much it was it's pretty cool it's similar to like a night one i'm sure you'll have those super fans on you know like super fan girls on the bachelor oh yeah you mm-hmm. have people oh. like run to the casting call and we're like this is gonna be my path and then you have people who just got signed up by their aunt and have never watched the show yeah. and it's kind of just like that it's just like that that's cool. Now I'm gonna. I'm excited to watch it at some point. I'm sure I'll see it at some point. So, well, if we do a season two, we're gonna have to have you come out, and maybe do a cameo, or come to the yeah. for sure, or do a some DJ set or something. Do a DJ date. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, 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 I would love that. Actually, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> That's where Blake could play his original music. Yeah, I got some original music coming out. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Before we let you go, I want to get some questions for you guys because. Lately, it seems like, I guess there's still the relationships from this past paradise, but it seems like, you know, we just had Blake and Katie break up. We have all these couples. It seems like there hasn't been much luck lately in, in Bachelor Nation. You guys obviously did something right. I don't know if you guys know exactly what you did right, but you did something right. What would be your guys' advice for like some of these couples? I mean, everybody seems so strong when they first come off the show. You know how it is. And then slowly, you know, we start to see these, I don't know, cracks in the relationship. Like what would be some advice you'd give some of the new relationships uh, in Bachelor Nation? Well, I feel like... For one, you can't really wing it when you come off the show. Like you have to have a plan of when are you going to see each other? Are both parties willing to move? Is one person willing to move? I feel like, I mean, you don't know really anybody's relationship, but it seems a lot of them. It's just like, we'll figure it out. We're just going to go back and forth and then we'll see what happens. But long distance is really hard. And if you don't have a plan in motion and you don't know when you're going to see each other next, it's really easy for things to kind of fizzle out. And I feel like we always knew when we were going to see each other again. And we kind of always knew we'd never go more than two or three weeks without seeing each other again, because otherwise, like, how do you build your relationship if you're not actually spending time together? Yeah. That's um, great. Yeah, that's yeah I know you're right. You're, and we, we kind of, well, I know, I know you've been there as well, Blake, but like we spent our time wisely. Um, I know because we watched quite a bit of this last season of Paradise. Um, and even when you were to watch, say, Blake and Katie's dates on their show, I was watching because he's Canadian. So I was like, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're paying attention. You got to get rid of that, like, fluff talk, you know, like, we know you're so like, oh, my God, life is going to be so great. All that shit. Because who talks like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who talks no, like 100%. that in real life? So Astrid and I were talking about, I knew, like, everything about her sister before. Like, by the time I met her sister, I knew everything about her. And as much as I told the cast of Paradise Canada, like, really use your time wisely, I think once you get past that, like, initial, okay, this is a girl I could see myself with, um, carry that into when you get home. Like, you don't have to come home and everything is just a selfie and and, uh, we're doing this extravagant trip to the U.S. Open or doing all this crap just like spend time together and like build like you would if nobody was watching. I think too mm. many people are worried about who's watching. Um, like hang out with your real friends and your family and the people friends. that aren't from the show. And like, you can still be a part of the franchise, but separate your relationship from the franchise at the mm. same time. Like when you get off the show, it should be back to normal. Like your, your paradise friends and stuff, your bachelor friends will always be there and you can go and hang out with them. But you should initially be like, Hey, let's, let's take care of this relationship come meet my family, come meet my high school buddies, come meet my hockey buddies or whatever and see where that goes and slowly go back into the back of the world. I feel like too many times you see the show just ended and every picture they post or everything they do, you're just surrounded by all these different seasons of Bachelor people. And I don't think that's good for it. I think you have this 
false sense of celebrity that none of us mm-hmm. actually have. Like mm-hmm. I, I think me and you talked about it in New York the one time. Like we're we're recognizable people, but we're not famous people. We didn't do anything special. We're just on a television show. Yep. And, and and I try to explain I try to explain to people like if Instagram shut down tomorrow and the show got canceled tomorrow, Asher and I would still be married with a kid and and hopefully more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest piece of advice, I know I'm blabbing a little bit. Is, oh, go for it. This is, is great advice. Everyone yeah. should listen to this when they get off the show. Is, yeah. and, I, and I'm sure the producers on Canada are going to hate me for saying this, but like remove the engagement from your mind and just play the show like you're in a real world scenario. I think someone like Blake Moynes, I don't even think he knew who she was when he got engaged. I think coming in halfway through filming is insane. Yeah. And then not even, and then no matter how good producers are, no matter how, um, what's the word, like how attractive a ring could feel with that big romantic scene at the end. Like I wasn't ready to do that with Astrid, but I definitely wanted to see where it went. And we didn't have that big weight on our shoulders of the Neil Lane ring and all that stuff. And you can tell Blake and Katie broke up. It's really sad because they, now they've been engaged for, mm-hmm. for no reason, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always say, if you're going to go on the show or if you're just coming off the show, really do like what Joe and Serena are doing and just like, Oh yeah, well, we're going back and forth for a while. We have a plan, but there's no like weight of the world that I think yeah. everybody's take on when they leave the show. No, I mean that's all great advice. I mean, everybody listen. All the people in Machination should. I'm, I'm going to make this real right here. That whole conversation <laughs> real and tag everybody in a relationship in Machination because um, that was all really really good advice. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's amazing. Like yeah, you got to plant the seed and you got to water it. You got to let it grow instead of going on just a national tour right off the show mm-hmm. well you have to get out of the bubble because you meet in such a bubble like when you meet in paradise or you meet on the main shows you're in this bubble of love like i call it love camp like there's nothing else to do but just talk about your feelings so you when you then continue to only hang out with people from the franchise or it's like one event or after another and all these perks and all of everything you're just staying in a different bubble but you're not in real life mm-hmm. And it runs out and the season comes and then you're old news. And then, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah, you're old news, but at the same time, like opportunities are still there. Like I think a lot of people come off the show and being like, I need a boom, 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 get everything possible, but they'll still be there. Especially if you're like actually in love and having, yeah. you know, a family and dog, like those opportunities will still be there. So don't feel like you have to go out and just do everything possible right away. Cause sometimes you put your opportunities before your relationship. I think that's actually a really good point that I never thought of was, we also like removed ourselves. Like mm-hmm. besides, you know, we went and hung out with you. We did a bunch of cool little things, but for the most part, we said that'll all be there next year. Yep. We can still travel and do all these cool things next year, but let's see if we can make it through Christmas without, you know, being a, being a couple and let's take it step by step. And that's a really good point. Like those opportunities for us are still there four years later. We're still getting the same call. If anything more, like if anything, yeah. you guys have more opportunities, you know, you, you kind of become more like exclusive. Like if you hold off, cause then people will want you more later down the road. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah. And like you, and like the biggest piece of advice, I remember what you said on last time on our, your show is you guys succeeded like during paradise. Cause you were just the furniture of yeah, the, the, yeah, the furniture <laughs> in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys did something right. Like I said, you guys did something right. Cause yeah, I mean, I love you guys relationship and everything. Yeah. And I miss you guys. Fuck. Yeah, well, miss you. Hopefully we can see you soon, man. I feel like you need to book something in Toronto now that the borders are open and all that good stuff. You should do it. Yeah, for sure. 2022. It'll, it'll be happening. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to come out there and just spend like, yeah, four or five days, do a gig, hang out with you guys. Do the yeah, little one. Yeah. We got the guest room, man. You can babysit. We can sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys trust me with your baby, but I'd be insanely careful. I'd probably be, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Oh, well, thank you guys so much. It was great to see you. As usual, you guys are amazing. So, um, yeah, we'll stay in touch. We'll figure something out in Toronto and everything. Good luck. Uh, Talk to you soon. Love you guys. Bye. See you you guys. Behind the Rose is recorded live at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. Be sure to go check out our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast and follow us so you always know when we drop a new episode. And give us all five of those stars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Behind the Rose.